Welcome to Shas Illuminated. Please enjoy the following shear. Welcome to Shas Illuminated. Please enjoy the following shear. The Vardy said there were so many incredible things, and I, 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 we're going to go very short today because we all just sat a long time. The Vardy said, Sayar, that the Lushan Sayar, that it says that. Nayach made light in the Teva. And Rashi has two pshatim if it was a window to make light or it was some diamond that caused light, however it worked. But Sayar means light. What a vert from the Rebbe that the Oisiyas for light, Sayar, is the same Oisiyas of Tzara. And brilliant, everything has a pshat. With Sayar and Tzara, the same pain, difficulties, and Sayar light are the same words brilliant understanding that the, the path to light is not avoiding your pain, is, is by way of your pain. Rearrange the letters. It's, so, it's not a cute word. Anybody, we all have an anxiousness. Friday night brought out, like the alarm went off, the whole place got anxious, deeply. We all have anxiety. It's a human, I'm not talking about the disorder, anxiety disorder, because that's a separate thing. That might need medication. The guy's not functional. We all have an anxiety, uncertainty. Uh, uh, I hear alarms different times this morning. I'm with a guy, I heard an alarm. It's like, Rebbe, there's no alarm. <laughs> okay, it's an anxiety as a... And by the way, you know what you do with that anxiety? You turn it into prayer and muna. You can't, you can't have faith with that anxiety. The human condition is we're limited and we're uncertain and not powerful and things, we have certain power and things we can't control. You know, you turn that into faith. There's no muna. If, you if you're not anxious, no such thing called faith. All, all, depth, all human depth is because of the human challenge. The tsara, by way of the tsara, is how we get the tsayar. Through the tsara is how we get the light. Through working and responding and figuring out. And by way of there is how we get all the light. By processing the challenge, by working through, by responding, by figuring out. That's how we get to all the light. What a vert, what a... <laughs> I don't want to ever forget that vert. That was a, a memra, tremendous memra. I want to, we're going to be very, very short today. I want to share a story with the Chevra that happened to me and share a Svasemis with the Chevra. Maybe just today, like the Ruach's one of Chasidus. So if I could share a Svasemis with the Chevra by way of a story that happened to me, Aaron. I'll start with the Pasuk and the Kasha. The Pasuk says, Ish aviv imaytiro'u. A man shall revere or fear his father. Ish, his father, his dad, and his mom, Tira'u, shall he fear. And keep my Shabbos and Yashem. And anybody who learns Chumash, who learns our precious Torah, asks, what shaykh is to a man fearing his parents to keeping Shabbos? So allow me to share a story with you. It's funny, we're learning Kedushin. I'm getting to the story. I'm del- in, in Kedushin, it says, what's Yira? Ish of Vimei Tiro. So there's a set of halachas. The first halacha, it says, Don't sit in your dad's seat. The first halacha. Rashi in Chumash, on Ish of Vimei Tiro, brings, don't sit in your dad's seat. Or your mom's seat. You're not let it sit in their seat. When I was younger... 
all that matter to me is pshat. Somebody would tell me this pshat when I was younger, I would have like gotten flustered. Now I'm getting a little older. I still don't want to forget pshat. Don't sit in your dad or mom's seat. But I'm getting older. I'm very curious. What's Hashem saying? Sit in my mom's seat. What does it mean? Allow me to share. Here's the story. I'm speaking in Tad last week. And, and my mom comes to the back of the crowd. I'm going to say this. I'm showing off, but I have to say it. I have to feel what I'm about to say. For your sake, it's better if I feel it. It was a very big crowd. So I'm feeling arrogant and haughty. You have to hear. First, I want to show off to you. It was a big crowd. But I also, for the story, you have to hear the arrogant thoughts. I ask Michael. You'll hear, Mayor. I won't say over the story real if I don't get arrogant. Listen, Mayor. So it was a big crowd. And my mom was in the building. She had PTA that night. And in the middle, she slipped into the shear. And while I was speaking, I saw my mom there. See, here I'm feeling arrogant. Shh, Donnell. Shh. Big crowd came out, a gaiva. And my mom sitting in the back, and I see my mom. Now, in the middle of talking, Mayor, I promise, as real as the arrogance over the crowd, is I saw my mother, and I said, I'm tricking these young people. If I sit there, mm-hmm. my parents, my parents both grew up in a different world than we have today. Nobody learned in Kyle. My parents learned in Kyle was unheard of. Your father didn't support you. Today, you tell your shver, I'll only marry your daughter if you give me $15,000. You didn't get a penny from from your shver. That wasn't how people lived. My dad grew up at a time, 50 kids in his 12th grade class, the year after high school, only two out of 50 boys. In the Frumis school, that Rebelski, my father was in a mixed school. Rebelski convinced my grandparents to send my father to a Frumis school. After 12th grade, 50 boys, only two learned a year after 12th grade, only two. When my father learned in Kylo, there was no money, there was no Kylo, people didn't do that. My mother would travel to Washington Heights, sleep away a couple of nights a week so they could learn in Kylo. My father was the superintendent of his apartment building so he could stay in Kyle. Ben Astarmi was the super, the person learning through Shas. So they both made a nefesh for Tyra. When people weren't doing it, it wasn't the thing to do. And they both made a stand for Tyra. And I looked up at my mother in the back of the crowd, and it wasn't like, okay, let me show a little gratitude. Maybe... The, I felt like I was cheating the girls and the large crowd not to say this all belongs to her. That's my mother. I'm stealing. I'm a liar. It's my mother. My mother brought me to this planet. If she didn't teach me anything since, let alone that they brought me up on Tyra, Yiddishkeit, the love of Hashem. It's all hers. It's hers. It's her you should be looking at. I promise you, I called out my mother and like, Gave her, just spoke about my mother in middle sentence, stopped and like acknowledged my mother. I felt there was a bechina, don't you dare sit in her seat. We hear the literal, don't sit in her seat. It means literal, but it's also don't sit in her seat. You know, the guys running the table. There's a balabayas here, there's, there's a host here. Don't pretend you're the host. I introduced and spoke about my mother, I felt I was Mikhail, don't sit in your mom's seat. 
She belongs up here. I'm, I'm in the crowd. I'm all the way in the back left corner. We say that. Don't sit in the seat means that don't sit there as if give cover. Somebody brought you here. It's very in vogue to rip our parents. Very in style. Very. And parents have flaws and make mistakes. Real. Real stuff. And anxieties. And we live in a difficult age. And it's very easy to rip and knock. And challenges we have come from parents. Don't ever forget who brought us to this earth. Don't ever forget who raised us and took care of us. Just a mistake. It's just a mistake. We get, a lot, we get tremendous amounts from our parents. Don't sit in their seat. Don't sit in their seat. Acknowledge. Says the Svasemis. Listen to the Svasemis. He says, Ish refers to our main father, Hashem. Ish, a man, is Hashem. Svasemis. And Hashem's your father and your mother. He has Bechinas Ab, Bechinas Nekeva, both. Shechina has both aspects. The love of a father, the love of the mother is Hashem. And Tiro says, the Svasemis don't sit in Hashem's seat. What does it mean? Says the Svasemis, give him credit. When you're sitting there basking in your successes, both big and small, don't sit in his seat. Give him credit. That's a Shabsoy site to Shemari, keeping Shabbos. Shabbos is when the Yid announces Hashem's the creator. Hashem's the creator, and he gives Hashem's credit. That's the amazing Svasemis. I needed to share that Svasemis with you. I needed to share that Svasemis. I want to say, Hevra, that I, this week I saw of Yaakov Kamenetsky. I like reading his stuff, very beautiful writings. And in his writings, he says something that was meaningful to me. He says that we go around teaching Shabbos Kodesh and we don't push enough emuna. In pushing to keep Shabbos, we got to give the tools to keep Shabbos. And the tools are emuna, faith. Hashem's running the world. And he says we have to, he doesn't say how, but he says the mazhire of Shabbos, those that are going around pushing, keep Shabbos, have to speak more about Amuna. It's interesting. I don't know where I came. I was talking to a very close friend of mine, and we were talking about jokes that people like. He said over a great, somebody asked Reb Noyach Weinberg, what's your favorite joke? And he said a joke. Let me see if I can remember it. I don't remember the joke. And the reason he liked the joke, there was a, the joke was like, maybe funny, but there was a reason he liked the joke. And the reason he liked the joke was very moving. So I son and shine told me the joke from Reb Noach and why Reb Noach liked the joke. So I told my son and shine, it's so funny. I have a joke that I liked for, year, that's, for years that's completely not funny. And I like the joke because it's a pet thing of mine. There's a certain thing that... A joke is, 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 is cute, but we, visuals. I always love this joke for the visual, and the visual lights my fire. It's like, it's an important topic to me. And Rav Yaakov writes, when you want to teach Shabbos, you got to give over emuna, faith. And then you're giving the tools for Shmira Shabbos. You're giving the tools for somebody to observe Shabbos. You have to teach faith. There are many things we demand, but we don't give the tools for it. I speak about this all the time. You tell people, sit down. Everybody says, no chairs. <laughs> You're mining, sit, 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 but there are no chairs. A lot of every yeshiva camp, every place, every Rosh Yeshiva wants achtos. Every parent wants his family to get along. It's delightful 
You can't fathom one day you're going to be parents and you hear your kids, your kids are in our Israel and they went somewhere for Shabbos. It's, it's a Hanah. It's a, it's, it's a Hanah that's like, I don't know if you're single and you don't have children if you can fathom the Hanah. It's like deep. It's like, oh. Like, it's delicious. It's awesome. It's like, you're overwhelmed with a good feeling when your kids get along. It's a very good feeling. Anybody knows about Hanukkah parties, at young ages, you go to a Hanukkah party, you're some kid, and you're like, schlep yourself to a Hanukkah party. Like, ah, these cousins, you don't like it. What am I doing here? You don't realize, we've all been at that Hanukkah party, that awkward, you don't know where to put yourself, and these other cousins, and trying to like, what do I do here? You're, you're being very self-centered. You're not seeing past your nose. There's a grandfather and grandmother that are sitting there that all their children and grandchildren are getting along. And the children like each other. The Enoch are trying to figure out what to do together. There's a Zayd and a Baba that's like, ah! <laughs> that's like glowing. That's like, it's the night of their life. You don't understand. You're young, so I don't get it. Why do we have to go? Because you can't see past your nose, kid. Because there's a grandmother who's like, this is Ulam Haba, Ulam Haza. By the way, you're only in the world. And by the way, one day you'll be a grandma too. And the Hanukkah party to grandma is not uncomfortable, it's delightful. All her kids are unified. They, all her kids, and the grandchildren, she also knows. A smart Baba knows it's not so easy for the grandchildren. But they're also zugs, they're working it out. But all the children love each other, and the grandchildren are figuring out how to relate to their cousins. It's a beautiful scene for grandma and grandpa. Beautiful scene. So every parent wants the kids united. How beautiful it is that the kids together. It's delightful when your kids get along. We all pray for that. Now, every Rebbe gives Musser. Rabbi said, let's get along begging, pleading. There's nothing as a good feeling as a group that loves each other. It's wonderful. See, you beg, you plead, you ask, you're different, tired, you like it. Standing on your head, every person who ever ran a yeshiva really wants it. It's delightful. And you plead, you ask, you say, but you don't give the tools for it. It's very nice. And the tools for it is that everybody has a place. If I don't, if we're all competing, I promise there's no achdus in that world. If you have a place, you have a place, you have a role. So if you give roles and room and recognize the need for each one, then there's room for achdus. In a world where there's no room for each one, stop talking about achdus. So it's a pet thing of mine to have scenes where people demand things but don't give the tools for those things. I, there are many examples of this. Demand things but give the tools for those things. People are shocked with their kids. Kids, I don't get this guy. I don't get it. Here's your question. His yeshiva was a miserable experience, maybe. Perhaps. He was an energetic guy and he didn't behave well as a school. And home is very full of stress and just chaos and stress. Why? What do you like, this guy? Can I see? Like, you're begging, you're pleading, you're speaking. You didn't give any tools for it. If Shabbos is gorgeous, it's something just delightful from young ages, just delightful. And Tfil doesn't good, so then you gave a tool for it, you gave the background. Now you can say, okay, so learn. So you, you gave the, how many fathers? I learned with him, I learned with him for years. Why doesn't he learn tired? We learn every single night. And then if you go to the night, say there, it's like the most stressful half hour of the kids' day. 
if you'd be there. I don't get, you know why he doesn't learn? Because you learn it for three years. <laughs> They're like a nice, I don't get it. We learned every night for 10 years. We learned that he's not from today. Let me reframe that. He's not from because he learned every night for 10 years. <laughs> and I don't know too if he would be from after learning with you for 10 years every night. It was stressful. It was stressful. It was stressful. Say it would be a nace. It would be a bigger nace than the assessment time if you'd be from after learning that, say, do you? It has to be gishmak. Let it be enjoyable. Then Avad, you gave tools. You gave tools, then you could say, okay, now the tools, now I gave what... So this is like a pet thing. Give the tools necessary for the demands we want to make. It's not, I don't know I didn't tell you that before the joke. Can I share a joke with you now? And it's funny, there's one of my favorite jokes. You, don't, you can cry, you can laugh. I used to ask, when I say the joke, I usually ask to laugh. But now that I busted my secret why I like the joke, I don't even care if you laugh. But I like this joke because to me, Yitzi, it's a visual to people have something minus tools to, 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 to meet the demand that we ask of them. So guys at a fancy restaurant, you never heard a joke so hyped up and told that it's not funny at all. And don't even politely laugh. Everybody should, after I say the joke, sit there. It's not funny, but this is why I like the joke there. So a guy goes to a fancy restaurant and he says... And he calls out to the waiter. He says, waiter, waiter, taste my soup. The waiter says, buddy, if I eat your soup, they're going to fire me. Waiters don't eat the customer's soup. So he waits a little and he says, waiter, waiter, come here and take a little of my soup. I beg you. He's like, buddy, if we eat the patron's soups, you know, the guys who support the restaurant, they fire us. I'm not letting you eat your soup. Can you stop asking me? A few minutes later, waiter, waiter. Please taste my soup. I beg you. Find the waiter. I says, "Okay, I'd come. I'll quickly taste your soup." And the say there, but yeah, because you're making me crazy. He runs over, and he looks around. You have no spoon. The guy says, "Ah, that's the joke. That's the joke." Now the joke is debatably funny or not. I love the joke. I love the joke because I think so much of life is eat the soup. But you don't give spoons for it. The visual is so wonderful that you can't tell somebody to eat your soup and they don't have a spoon. It just doesn't work. So we have all different funny ways of calling out to the people in our lives and say, I need a spoon. <laughs> Many times we have different ways of saying, taste my soup. Many times our kids scream at us all different things. What they're really saying is, I just need a soup. If you want me to eat the soup, you've got to give me a spoon. They're all different versions of saying that. They're different funny ways of expressing. That's all he's trying to say. Can you give me a spoon, please? <laughs> Many kids in our life doing many dramatic things. I just think, give me a spoon. And we yell, what are you doing? You, this crazy kid doesn't need a soup. <laughs> scream all day, scream at the stupid guy and dump out the soup. And then you got to give, you want a kid to eat the soup, you got to give him a spoon. And there's so many areas of Yiddishkeit. We spoke about Achtos, Rav spoke about keeping Shabbos, the Amuna, many areas, aspects of life that you want the kid to eat, you got to give him the tools necessary. So that's why. Aaron, I love that joke. But I did want to say that I'm not to sit in our parents' seat and not sitting in Hashem. Our tata's seat means to acknowledge both in our big accomplishments and our small ones. We need Hashem. I'm thinking today, we had this, after the Shema, Yid comes and speaks. It was dazzling. And you guys are beautiful. You sat through a long speech. Now here, I'm like, afterwards, we're going to end right now. But I want to say, the Seat of the Shema, I was just thinking, I try, I like thanking Hashem by Maidim. 
The Nisim we see, Hashem sent Moish Reich, asked me as this Rav he's close to. I'll be honest, Moish was so strong. I wanted for Moish Reich. I didn't know the Rav before. I didn't know the Rav before. The reason I have the guys sing before and I speak a little before is when somebody doesn't know the yeshiva I have found in the past, I don't mind just having them come and start speaking, I have found that guys don't know that it's a very dehaidin, it's a very special chevra. And if he would have just started speaking before the guy sang, before they were divrei Torah, it would have been on a certain level. And I want him to see that these are chashva serious guys. People are like, oh, okay. And then the speech is a little more, instead, I can't be masber on the phone. I didn't talk to him. And it's time it's hard to give over exactly the madrega, the guys. They hear the chevra sing. They hear divrei Torah. There's a serious place. Then we get the goods. And that was Neisman Hashemayim, really precious experience. Such a wonderful, wonderful. I like being, bringing idealists to Yeshiva. Years ago, I used to bring speakers. I tried every Tuesday we had a minute. We stopped years ago for all different, for, for different reasons. There were reasons we had to stop. But I like presenting idealistic people to the Hebra. To have a Yid come here who is out there traveling up and down a highway for 30 years, visiting kids because his Rebbe sent him. Don't get like lost. Now, his Rebbe sent him the day before his Rebbe had a stroke. And for the last 30 years, he travels up and down. He's a 55-year-old man. His birthday is tonight. And for 30 years, he's traveling up and down a highway, giving chizuk to Yidin, Yiddish kids, being a light, Yiddish kids spreading Torah and Abbas Yisrael and Abbas Hashem to Yidin up and down in Utah for 30 years. His Rebbe sent him. It's delightful. If that's not inspiring... That to me, that's something really dazzling. Something I'm, I'm just thankful I got to sit there to witness, to hear, and Ernst a sincere, authentic kid who remains a chesed a varm and he's sitting out there in Utah being mechazik yidden, giving giving chesed, teaching Torah to yidden, teaching yidden to do mitzvahs, to appreciate mitzvahs, teaching yidden that yidden are precious. So it really was a schos and a Nesman Hashemayim, like to get, and we've seen so many Nisim here, but the Nisim don't get tiresome, keep sending them Hashem. And this was like such a good Chesed Hashem. It's funny that he quoted the Pasuk and Tillim that Hashem is Mechim Mitzad Degover, that Hashem prepares the footsteps of man. And I just think about here, one of ours is sent to Utah, and, and in Utah he finds like a Rebbe for life. It's like Meshuggah, Hashem. <laughs> a guy goes to Utah, like, you think, what's going to be? And he finds, he meets his Rebbe in Utah. He meets his Rebbe in Utah. I want to say to the guys that some people tell me a line that frustrates me a lot. I first have to deal with my emotional health. Then I'll get to Yiddishkeit. We are Yidin to our bones. There's no first. You're a Yid. We talk about different aspects of being a Yid. And we have our humanness. There are Herod's there's no, you don't get to a place deeper than a yid. You're in your pinky, you're a yid. And in every part of your construction, you're a yid too. So even when we talk about the construction and we talk about you don't go to a deeper place than a Jew. A Jew is not, when he talks about who is a person, we are a yid is part of our creation. A yid is a mitzayus. There's something called the yid. It's not something that, it, it was something, it's a creation of Hashem. He made, a, he made a yid. And you're a yid. You want to question Hashem, why do you make me a yid? It's, it's in every bone in your body. It's not a practice. It's not a certain food you eat. A person is a yid. 
He is a Yid. He, she is a Yid. It's, it's just what we are. We're Yid in every bone. Here a guy is going to some place, and I'm, you sit here and you get overwhelmed that he needs to go there to work on something, but he's a Yid, but he's a Yid. And then Hashem sends, like this Rebbe, this brilliant, special Rebbe, Hashem sends. Hashem guides the footsteps of man and sends us to what we need, to who we need. I'm always amazed at that. His Rebbe, 30 years before, his Rebbe on the day before he's a stroke and can't talk again the rest of his life, sends his chassid to Utah, tells him to go. His Talmud goes to Utah. 30 years later, somebody's sent to Utah. And Hashem sends, Mamish Shliach Hashem. To be mechazik, to, to learn with. Now this person is learning Torah every day, three minyanim a day, is makbid, three, three davenings a day, makbid gomer, steiging like crazy. He found his Rebbe in Utah. <laughs> the Hashem is, he, it's funny, he quoted the Pasuk and tell him that Hashem is mechim mitzadegavar, prepares the footsteps of man. He didn't just quote it, he's a living embodiment of that. That Hashem prepares the footsteps of men. He describes coming there, and he didn't even plan to do this. He's in Utah. Somebody calls him from California. Like the whole Hashem organizes and arranges. Hashem is mechem mitzadegavar. He sends us where we're supposed to go, to whom we're supposed to go, to the people. We just have to not sit in Hashem's seat. We have to be big enough and smart enough to point him out. Point out to all our accomplishments that we had, siyat of the Shmaya that we had assistance from Hashem and He sent us the people we needed, the ties needed, don't sit in Hashem's seat. Be big enough, be man enough to give Him the main seat and sit off a little on the side. So that's a message of that's the chiv to keep Shabbos and all of us should be zeichet to see the Yad Hashem, Hashem's certainly the Yad Hashem that's so present in all our lives to be man enough to acknowledge it and to be wise enough to appreciate it and, and, and thank Hashem for it, all of us should continue to see much siyat of the Shmaya. Have an excellent afternoon. You have been listening to a shir from shasilluminated.org. For other shirim on many topics, or to hear an eon shir on any dafin shas, including Mara Mekaymas on each shir, please visit www.shasilluminated.org. To order CDs or for more information, please call 203-312-SHAS That's 203-312-7427 or email info at shasilluminated.org You have been listening to a shear from shasilluminated.org For other shearim on many topics or to hear an eon shear on any daffin shas including Mara McClemus on each shear please visit www.shasilluminated.org. To order CDs or for more information, please call 203-312-SHAS. That's 203-312-7427. Or email info at shasilluminated.org.